Hey guys, have you been looking for a way to creatively express yourself on a professional level? Well, if you haven't heard of Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. You're going to love this next part. It's free. Yep, that's right. Anchor is a creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can even make money from your podcast. It's everything you need to make all in one place. And my favorite part about Anchor is you can do it with friends, no matter where you are. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. George Frazier says your network determines your net worth. Who do you allow to be in your ear? What kind of relationships are you developing? Are they an asset to you or they are a liability? Do they elevate your spirits or do they tear you down? We get two types of people, nourishing people and toxic people. Nourishing people, they bring the best out of you. They encourage you, they inspire you, they hold you accountable. Toxic people, they are critical people, always telling you what you can't do. Always measuring your possibilities based upon their failures. My mother said, never let anybody tell you what you can't do, son, especially if they haven't done it. They don't know what's possible for you. They haven't done it. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to The Melting Pot. I'm your host, Sly. And I'm Cardi the Dawn. And I just wanted to let y'all know that, you know, today's the day we've been waiting for. Today is another impactful yet interesting show we like to call Your Network is Your Network. Mm. How do you feel about that, Cartier? I mean, that was that was strong. That was vibrant. And I feel like it spoke for itself. So without further ado, let's just get to the show. All righty then. But before we get started, Sly, I'm going to ask you a little something, because I know, you know, you ain't took an economics class in a minute, but what is net worth? What is net worth? Net worth is the value of all the non-financial and financial assets owned by a institutional unit or sector, minus the value of all its outstanding liabilities. Mm. You know, that's the textbook definition. But what I like to think about, you know, net worth is your personal exponential growth, your personal revenue, you know. uh, And in order to, you know, build a a worthy net worth, you have to network. Networking is important. Networking is how you basically get started with whether you're a business uh, owner or you're an artist, or you're just somebody trying to sell a brand, you know, um, before we can even get into, you know, a person's net worth, we have to talk about, you know, the networking part, which is very important. As a young person getting started, you know, your network is very valuable. The more people you know, the more influential they are, the quicker you're likely to succeed. You know, um, me personally, you know, I like to think I'm okay at networking. I feel like it's always room for improvement. You know, it's kind of intimidating sometimes to have a face-to-face uh, conversation with, you know, 
somebody who you know looks like they really know they ish you know like you know somebody who just look like they of importance you know quote unquote sometimes it's not what you know but who you know who you know gonna put you in the right direction and it's gonna uh, stir you and where you need to go and you know what Slim have you ever like wondered what some people's networks were I don't know I have Oh, yeah, all the time. You know, sometimes when I'm bored, hey, pro- I've probably done it maybe two or three times since quarantine. You know, I'll get on Google and I'll just, you know, type in some of my favorite celebrities, you know, or people I hear about all the time. I'm not really sure quite, you know, what they're known for, you know, you know, all of their ventures, I should say. Uh, and, yeah, I'm on, you, you know, Google and everything and I'm looking them up and you know I was on Google the other day and I was looking up Glozelle Green you familiar with her? I am yeah you know you know, she's an author, singer, comedian you know she's on YouTube that's where I watch most of her, most of her stuff um, what's her catchphrase um, is you good? is you okay? <laughs> Yeah, you know, cause she's so, she's so, I just love her energy. You know, her lipstick be crazy, all sorts of crazy. But you know, her little uh, parody videos, she do her songs and different challenges that go viral. It's just, she's very entertaining to watch, but um, about close to two mil. Um, she has on YouTube, I know she has 4.7 million subscribers. And on Twitter, she has about 719,000 uh, followers, so that's pretty big. I don't know. Do you know how long she's been active? No, tell me. Yeah, I don't I don't really know how long she's been active, but I found out about her probably probably about five years ago. Uh, so, you know, a lot of people we think, you know, just be starting out, but I feel like she probably had her foot in the game for a while and kind of just reached that popularity a couple years ago. But, um, yeah, kudos to her. Um, who else did I look for? Sean Mendez. Because, you know, I do like Sean Mendez's song. I mean, I feel you know? like anybody that shouts at, like, ATM American Eagle probably like this. <laughs> yeah, you know, because they always, yeah, they are always playing in stores like because that. If you I'm know, gonna be honest, up. that's where I got, uh, you know, started listening to his music. You know, I thought, like, what is this? You got me right. us. And then you know, you know, yeah. Snapchat got a little thing now. We just Shazam, nobody gotta know. So like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, his his music is a little bop or whatever. But you know, he's a uh, Canadians, you know, the Canadians is just doing it real big in the music industry. But, uh, he's Canadian singer-songwriter. I think he models a bit. You know, he started posting um, songs, song covers on Vine. Ooh, and that's a throwback. Y'all remember Vine? I know y'all do. I know y'all do. But that was about 2013. And um, he caught the attention of, you know, uh, I think his current manager name of Andrew Gertier, I believe. Uh, and, you know, he, what, got three studio albums now. He's worth 38 mil and has 55 followers on Instagram. Hmm. That's interesting. I want to say two things about what you said. 
So one, I feel like you trying to like low key plug in like Drake because you're a Drake fan. When you said Canadians doing the big in the music industry, did I die? And Bieber. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, no disrespect <laughs> to the uh, Bieber fans out there, but I'm just saying like I just know that you are a Drake fan, so I was like, okay. And also, I do remember buying, and it's so funny that you said that because just the other day, I was like, hmm. Where my boy Nash Greer doing? What his network looking like? And you remember Nash Greer from Vine? Mm-hmm, I do. Yeah, you know, from back in the day, you know, high school. So apparently, and for those of you who don't know, Nash Greer is an American internet personality. He became known for his online videos on the Now You Fuck video sharing um, platform Vine in early as 2013. And by the year 2015, he was the second most followed user on the platform. And right now he's sitting at around three million dollars as a network. And I was just like, wow, three million dollars off posting some videos. Jeez, where's where's right. my camera, you know? Yeah, and I don't know about you. Well, I'm, I'm gonna just throw you in there with me, but we missed that Vine train. We didn't we didn't capitalize on Vine like we should have. I was I was because with Vine you got two categories: you're making vines or you're watching vines. And we all know we was in high school watching. Vines. <laughs> oh right, like, we should have been in high school making vines. Right, making vines. And hey, you know you, you win some, you lose some. I lost the I lost on that one. And you know it's crazy because you know we're saying this now, but we technically have an opportunity with TikTok, and we made now videos. <laughs> I don't even have that Me app. Me neither. You know, but I, you know, I've definitely, you know, they're resurfaced on other platforms. Like, who knows? Who knows what the future who may knows hold? What the future may hold. Another person that's big on Instagram is uh, somebody by the name of Jeffrey Star. And for those who don't know who Jeffrey Star is, he had um, opened. Now, I mean, subscribers and over 1 million views as of 2018, of course. And Star uh, focuses on his makeup line along with other business bitches that we have. And he sits at, can you believe it? This is going to like knock your socks off. He is worth over $200 million. Over $200 That's million? That's a lot of lipstick we peddling. Like, <laughs> it is, and kudos to Mr. Star. You know, I. You know, if I had to guess, I would I would probably be in the ballpark of the 200 mil range. I could definitely see that. You know, because he's been popping for quite a while. Um, and, you know, I know a couple people that, you know, buy his products and everything. And I guess he's doing something right, you know, if he got that type of network. Right. <laughs> I I guess it was he was in the right place at the right time because you know he used to be friends with Kat Von D and they're no longer friends anymore but you know that um, propelled him to where he's at now so it's all about your network Um, somebody else you know just to kind of give a variety you know it's not just influencers and YouTubers uh, you know, we have people in culinary, people in fashion. Like, uh, for culinary, we have Haley Thomas. I don't know if y'all remember her, you know, uh, when she was 12, she served her food to Michelle Obama and started her own not-for-profit named Happy. Now she's 17, I believe, and she's an international speaker and the youngest certified integrative nutrition health coach in the U.S., I think she even has her own YouTube channel uh, titled Kids Can Cook. And I think she does it with her 
her younger sister, which, you know, she she does vlogging, you know, on the YouTube channel. And she just, you know, she's a health activist, motivational speaker, and she's the founder and CEO of her own company called Happy Life. Her net worth is between 24 or 5 mil. And I just like, you know, that that makes me feel extremely like I'm just ex an extreme disappointment because like if she's doing this at 12 I'm so and so years uh, you know young but I and I haven't started no company met Michelle Obama you know I'm not my own CEO right the only thing so that's a big big props to Miss Haley Thomas it really is the only thing I was connected with, with Michelle Obama was when she took my hot wings away in high school in the lunch line <laughs> Speaking of, you know, in the culinary and food world, something that inspired me was Michaela Omer. It's it's spring summertime, right, Sly? Yes, it is. And everybody likes lemonade, right? Mm, country time. It's my favorite. Good, some country time with some ice on a nice hot day. Yeah. Some greens. Again, my bad. But yeah, so could what have you I would say when you turned eleven? Your little country time made you eleven million dollars from Whole Foods, from a deal with Whole Foods. That's impressive, right? Well, that happened by Miss Michaela Umer of Me and the Bees Lemonade. You know, she started off small, and I believe she was on Shark Tank. And at eleven, she um made a deal with Whole Foods for eleven million dollars. And fast forward, she's like around fifteen, seventeen now, between that age group. So I'm pretty sure. You know that the pockets is just getting fatter and fatter as people are drinking this lemonade. You know, and I'm sure people have interviews. You know, all the people we name, but you know, I really like to, especially the younger kids, just really like to know how did they go about their networking. You know, right. Which brings me to the fact that you know we do have uh, a couple guests for the show today. And, you know, we're going to go with the panel flow. You know, we're just going to ask some questions to our guests, building your, your network and, you know, establishing a net worth and investments and just things to invest in yourself or to invest in your business or your future business. so this first question um we're gonna start you guys off pretty easy you know all of our questions are pretty simple you know they're all just catered to you guys and your business um uh, so first off just tell us about yourself and uh, a little bit about your business whoever wants to start first sure so my name is Corey jack um, I live in a, a mid-sized city in Lafayette, Louisiana. Um, I'm originally from a very, very small town in Louisiana where uh, not much goes on. Um, I was raised by my mother. 
primarily and my grandmother. Um, I decided, I went to college after I graduated high school to study psychology. So I got a bachelor's degree in psychology and then I later returned to school to get a master's in business administration. Shortly after doing that, I, I started a nonprofit geared towards um, helping youth in underserved communities. I started that in 2014. It's still going um, even now. Uh, but also in 2017, I started a consulting business, Jack and Associates, where I help, um, I consult and help other um, social entrepreneurs start both for-profit and non-profit um, organizations. Tulu? So I'm originally from Nigeria. I was born in Nigeria, West Africa. I moved here about 20 years ago. And um, my background is actually in medicine, but um, a few years ago, I decided that I wanted to introduce um, fashion accessories made from African print products to the North American continent. So, but I didn't actually start until January of this year. So, um, and we've had a wonderful reception and it's been exciting. It's been overwhelming sometimes, but it's, it's been a fun ride. I'm glad to be here. Yes. And, you know, America's the land of opportunity. And I'm glad to see that, you know, you're getting off to a good start with your business. Um, Lakista, tell us a little about uh, yourself and your business. Yes, um, my name's Lakista. I reside in South Carolina. I do credit restoration um, for Grace and Abundance Credit Services. Um, it's a home-based business. It started in um, June of 2019. Where did you say you were uh, located again? Um, I live in Birmingham, Alabama. Birmingham. Yes. Roll yes. Tide. How do you like? How do you <laughs> roll Tide? <laughs> yeah. We have, I have a friend who uh, who uh, is a diehard Roll Tide fan. How do you <laughs> like uh, living in Alabama? <laughs> oh, I like it. It's very warm. Um, it's almost tropical, so I like it. Yeah. A lot. Yes, it is beautiful. Yeah, yeah. It's beautiful. I like it. Jocelyn, do we have you connected? Hello, hello. Hello. Hi. How are you today? I'm doing well. Introduce yourself and uh, tell us about your business a little bit. Okay. I am I am a Florida native, born and raised. Um, I'm a mother and a wife. And I am an accountant by day and entrepreneur by night. My business is Minor Educated LLC, and um, what we do is create school supplies for people of color that promote positive images as well as positive messaging. So um, things like backpacks, notebooks, um, motivational pencils, um, things of that nature. So yeah, we've been in business for almost a year, coming up July 1st. I love that. And it seems like that everybody we have on the panel uh, today is, you know, just freshly starting out. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> so we're going to ask questions, nothing too hard, all catering to your, uh, you guys' business. Um, you just feel free to chime in when you want. You don't have to answer every question, but, uh, you know, there's nothing too hard. So I'm going to dedicate this uh, next question to uh, Jocelyn. What motivated you to start your business? I'm originally from North Florida, where it's a little bit more um, diverse than where I am currently. So when I decided to take a job that's a little closer to South Florida, more of a retirement area, um, I realized that there aren't 
a lot of things here that represent people of color and I have two daughters and um, with them being so young I felt that it was important for them to see us being represented in a, in a positive light every time they went to the, the doctor or the dentist you know it was someone that didn't look like them every school that they go to you know it's the color is few and far in between you know every every example that they had um didn't show us as often as we needed to be shown um so i took it upon myself to make that a part of their life um and yeah so from that minor educated was born and how do your um daughters feel about you know seeing things that look like them oh they, they love it like they get to help you know mommy decide you know which character we're going to do next or you know they they actually wear the product because they are the product um you know like they they like to show their friends and tell their cousins and things like that so i mean it's for them it's working um just because you aren't seeing it on the regular doesn't mean it's not there but we do need to have more positive images out there um in the world I definitely agree, especially with everything you know going out right, going mm -hmm. on right now. I think that's just a wonderful thing that mm -hmm. you're doing. Thank you. I want to encourage you to encourage you. I know starting businesses is hard, but I want to encourage you to keep going because I I love what you're trying to exactly. do. Exactly, especially with all the stuff that's uh, going on in the world, we need to see us in a positive light. I just I just love that, and the fact that you start your kids off seeing positive things at a young age. Cause who knows what they're gonna see down the road? As, right. As you can see, like every day, it gets worse and worse. So, mm -hmm. I, I, it, it's, it motivates me, honestly. Thank you. Thank you very much. We're trying. It's like you said. You know, entrepreneurship is definitely um, can be a challenge. Um, Tulu, what uh, what motivated you to start your business? Okay. Um. So, actually, it was just the memories of my mother. Um. She passed away some 10, 12 years ago. And I'd always just wanted to do something that was nurturing and that made women especially feel loved and appreciated and nurtured and royal. And so it wasn't long before the concept of a head wrap came to me. And that's why the picture of me you have is me wearing a head wrap. There's just something regal about a woman with a head wrap, you know, bright, colorful head wrap and just moving on in the glory that she's been created in. And so that was my um, inspiration and that's what still drives me. Wow, that's very motivational. And I'm glad that you could do something to honor your mother. Um, Lakeith, I'm gonna ask you the same thing. What, what motivated you to start your business? Um, I'm a single parent of two and I know how things were when I was growing up. And um, as a mother in general, you always want your children's lives to be better than yours. Um, when starting my business, I was working and still am working a corporate job. But as you know, with living expenses, corporate jobs don't really pay all of what you need for them to pay. So once I was introduced to the possibility of adding an additional income and being home with my children at the same time, I took a leap. And um, when I saw how it was beneficial to me as far as credit-wise as a client, I escalated in becoming an agent to help other people as well. Um, as a minority, I know me personally, we weren't raised to sit and discuss matters of credit. All we knew is if we have money and we can afford it at that time, then go ahead and buy it. Whereas people ignore the 
the importance of credit and realize, okay, if your credit is good, then you spend less money. You can pocket more of that money instead of just blowing it because you have it. And the fact that I'm learning the importance of that as well as being able to influence others to improve their credit is becoming beneficial um, in all aspects. Um, the greater your credit is, the more money that you can bank instead of getting your money and spending it out to other people. And that is one of the most important things that, you know, we learned. That's an important life skill, learning how to manage and save money. Mm -hmm. and yes, a lot of things in the world that we want, but, you know, we don't absolutely need, you know. And exactly. like you, I know you say you were teaching, you know, your kids uh, that. And I have a niece and, you know, she's on a, a video game kick right now. And she wants to spend all, you know, every little um amount of money she gets she wants to spend it on these things and you know we i want to allow you know and especially with kids you want to allow them to you know buy the things they want you know games because they're young and you know they should enjoy their childhood where they can but it's still important to especially at a young age to install these lessons in um so that you know when they become you know my age you know i'm in, I'm in my 20s or become older um, adults that you know they aren't getting in trouble you know they know how to um, manage their credit and you know uh, be able to afford their mortgage and stuff like that so I think that's real important right. so uh, we're going to move on to the next question um, and I'm going to dedicate this question to Jocelyn uh, what would you say makes your business unique from other businesses um, what makes it unique is that you don't see it <laughs> like it's <laughs> It's, it's hard to find. Like if I, if I go and start looking for um, some of the products that I sell on Google or just try, I would have an extremely hard time trying to find that, right? So I felt like it was a, definitely a, a something that we were missing in the market. And that's kind of how it came about because it's, it, it's hard to find that type of representation, right? Uh, do you guys have a uh, design person on the team or do you do the design? Oh, I wish I was that art. artsy. Oh, no. I, that is something <laughs> that we definitely outsource. Um, we actually use a couple of okay. artists for it depending on um, what type of style or what type of um, image that we're, we're going for. So, yeah, we do have a couple of them that we contract on, um, on hand. Tulu, uh, what would you say makes your uh business unique from other businesses oh um the fact that it's handmade um everything i make is actually made in my house by me on my sewing machine so it's not something that's you know bought out from out of the country or wherever but it's here made here something that you know you can use to support a small business and actually get value from from only having clients in louisiana and part of texas to having clients all over the country because i was able to pivot along with the pandemic um, so there's just not a lot of consultants doing this. And I think what, to answer your question directly, what makes it unique is that I'm weird because I like paperwork and I like documentation and I like processes. So like, you know, if you got to get like a various certification or a business license and there's like this 50 page document to read, I actually like that stuff. The people that I work with, you know, I work with people who are starting lawn care services or cleaning services or real estate companies and all sorts of stuff they are experts at their craft 
However, they, you know, they didn't go get an MBA or they don't have a general manager on staff or they're not a second or third generation uh, business owner. So they're experts at their craft, but not so much at, at the business documentation piece. And that's where I step in. One of uh, the true definitions of unique, you know, just something that you created yourself and, you know, like you say, you can't get it anywhere else. Um, Kind of like, you know, what Jocelyn was saying, you know, it's just unique to yeah. me, which I think is, which I think is just right. great. I do too. Lakista, what makes your business unique? Honestly, I would say that what makes my business unique is the fact that it's my business. Um, yeah, you have a lot of people out here repairing credit. You have a lot of credit repair agencies. But the fact that it's my business, um, I empathize with a lot of people and I understand that people have hardships and a lot of people you know, aren't able to afford particular services at certain amounts of time. Um, the fact that, you know, we sit and we calculate ways to make improvements financially for a person, um, not just in a business standpoint as, but for a person in general. Um, you have a lot of people who are going through crisis. Me, honestly, I just literally, no more than two weeks ago, I buried my mother. But the fact that I had someone there to fit into and to, to relate on the matter it, it makes a difference and with not just being a business owner but being a person in general to be able to empathize with people when they're going through hardships it makes it more than just a business to me it makes it a better business to run because you have that personal relationship with your people and your clients definitely i love that there's nothing i like more than going to a business and i get a personalized experience so whether it's just you know my name because i shop here so much or you just remember my face it's so, it's just a no greater feeling. It makes me feel like I'm, this is where I need to spend my money. This is where I need to be. That and um, having good chemistry, like you can tell that, you know, a business is tightly uh, ran, but you know, they also have like, sort of like a, like a work relationship, like a healthy, good working relationship. You know, some may call it, oh, that's my work family, you know, type of thing. It's nothing like going to a job that you that you hate and uh, working with people right. that you're, you know, not too fond of. Uh, so yeah, I think that's I think that's great. And I can definitely I can definitely tell across the board that each and every one of your businesses there's there's passion that comes along with it from the personalized school supplies to the personalized head wraps to the just one on one connections with the with the Keystone business. There's so much care and effort that each one of you have, and that's great because a lot of people just want to slap their name on something for a quick buck, but there's no passion behind it. There's no love and the best resource for me is going to all these conferences where I can get multiple perspectives um, so, so I can incorporate it to what I'm doing to just make me that much better. Lakista, what was the biggest resource that has helped you? Prayer. <laughs> prayer. As honest as I can be, as transparent as I can be, prayer. No one helped me. Um, push myself. When I got up every morning, I was like, you know what, Lord, I'm lost. I don't know what to do. You know, we always say that, you know, you got the clock in, the clock out. I'm sick of this, I'm sick of that. I want to work for myself. But now that I have the opportunity and I am doing so, it, it's only him that's been pushing me. Because sometimes I'm like, you know what, I just don't want to do it no more. But then when I look at my children, I'm like, okay, this is my reason for starting. This is my why. I have to keep going. Wow, that was very motivational. There, there's no greater source than prayer. What about you, Jocelyn? I'm going to take it from a different approach. Um, so the, the source that I'll say that has 
this kind of helps me and my business is social media um, because I can find the dopest artists at the, at the touch of a finger. Um, I can find, you know, people that I don't even know that times people are very vocal about what it is they want. So, you know, I know what my customers are looking for. Um, I know how to reach my target audience um, all because of social media. So that, that has been a source that has definitely aided me in my business. Yeah, there's no greater tool than social media, I'm telling you. Nothing like And two, what about you? Well, I must be highly blessed because um, both sources inspire me, push me to do my very best. The fact that um, I can reach out to the Lord. Early. My favorite thing to do is to wake up early in the morning, like 4 a.m. early in the morning. I'm an early bird and I can just sit quietly and pray and just receive ideas. And then as the day wears on, I get on social media and folks I don't even know. They see my raps and somebody orders them. And my favorite thing to hear in the world right now is I got them and I absolutely love them. And because this show is about um, networking, that's why we have you guys sitting here on a panel because we could have interviewed you guys one on one. But we wanted, you know, meet some different people and network and, you know. Yeah, just right now we're networking and that is an opportunity within. Yes. Yes. So what are some ways that networking has helped you, Jocelyn? Um, now, here. <laughs> um, because, you know, I just simply re replied to a post, you know, that was was put out there. And because I put myself out there and responded, you know, been granted this opportunity. A lot, a lot of those things have happened that way. Um, I'll put myself out there, talk to somebody, and they'll say, hey, we're having a vendor fair here. We would love to have your products or we would love to get a table for you or um, things like that. So I think, you know, if people believe in your vision and, and love what it is that you're doing, um, they'll refer you with no problem. Um, they'll, they'll spread yeah. the word for you. So that's great. And I agree, you know, even with, you know, my different ventures, I'm networking all the time, you know, Facebook groups, people I meet, you know, not so much now with COVID <laughs> going on, but you know, before before all the mayhem, you know, people I would meet, I would just try and talk to everybody, you know, um, because it's, you know, sometimes, it, like we said earlier in the episode, you know, it's not what sure. you know sometimes, <laughs> it's who you know. Yeah. Uh, Tulu, how would you say uh, networking has um, helped you? Actually, uh, it really has been it's been the bomb it's been the life um i go out you know like you said just before this craziness came down um i attend functions and somebody sees something i'm wearing or they have something i have made and like wildfire like word of mouth my my clients are so very happy to put up you know photo reviews or video reviews of my products on facebook and that has made all the difference yeah i definitely agree um you know sometimes it's nothing like you know sometimes the people may associate having big fancy advertisement to promote you know their brand or their their business so sometimes it's as simple as just talking to somebody or uh, like Tulu said, or even with Jocelyn, like you, you know, your kids are wearing your, your, your brands. And it's like, you know, you see somebody on the stream, like, Oh, you know, that's a cute shirt, cute backpack, cute, um, headscarf. And you're just like, where'd you get it? And you're like, Oh, you know, 
you know, inputs, you know, a little bit of uh, shameless promoting, like, oh, I made this. And, you know, it's just, it's nothing like that feeling. You know, sometimes you don't need fancy billboards or commercials to, you know, uh, expand your business. So that's, that's something. Right. Especially with uh, Jocelyn business. All she has to do is like send her kids with a book bag and the kids are like, I want that. I want that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, because kids just got to. <laughs> yeah, man, they can't yep. sleep at night. So <laughs> yeah. it's like that's probably one of the greatest things. Like your kids feel like you know they they right. have something exclusive, and the other kids are like, "Oh, you have that? Where did you get it from?" And then they go home, they tell their mom, and their mom's on Amazon try to find it. But yeah. the thing is, <laughs> it's one of a kind. So you know, I'm kind of I'm kind of jealous. I didn't think of it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so there's a lot of we keep dancing around the topic slowly in this podcast but there's a lot of stuff going on today uh, in states across the, the country and it's just crazy and chaotic and so with all the recent protesting going on do you think it will have an impact on your business i do uh and hi i honestly feel like it'll be for the better um i don't know if i mentioned this but our motto is where seeing is believing um because if you can see it you can believe it and and now our motto is more relevant than ever um Mm. because of what is happening in the world Mm. we see you know how our people are being oppressed or we see that they don't you know in certain situations they don't want us to surpass them and things like that Mm so and one thing i want to add on to your business um you you are to a certain extent correct because who knows who makes the Jansport book bag? Mm-hmm. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't know who makes the Jansport, the Transport, right. the Walmart yeah. brand. But one thing I can say is I do know who made the Minor <laughs> yeah. Educated right. brand. And <laughs> they are black owned. And, you know, there are some households that that's what they, they want to be all black owned. Yep. So that's, you're right. You will have some, an increase. Like I said, I'm very jealous. I didn't think of this idea before. But if you want to collaborate, you just let your girl know, okay? Okay, we'll, we'll talk later. But like I was saying, like, I definitely went to my bank. I'm educated. I don't go to you, Yeah, you send me your address, so we need to change that. <laughs> I love that. And, um, and so, Tulu, um, mm-hmm. same question for you. Like, do you think it'll have an impact on your business, good or bad? Um, actually, um, just like uh, Jocelyn said. Um, I see that this is going to be good for black businesses. I don't know if you guys have heard, but there is a concerted movement to have black money flow in through black communities, through black banks Mm -hmm. and other black owned businesses. So like she said, a lot more people are looking toward where can I spend my dollars Mm -hmm. in a black owned business. So it's, it's been amazing. Um, I was actually concerned at the beginning of the whole COVID thing before this present crisis actually escalated would people you know be interested but i've been amazed at just the inflow of people that have come in and expressed not just interest but have made like huge multiple orders of wanting stuff that's made from african print fabric not just head wraps i I make any literally anything that can be made from african print fabric so i think this present crisis when it does die down will have the positive effect that a lot more people of color will be looking to purchase and to invest. I would, I would, yeah, I think I think it really will. And I think it will make a big impact and a, a difference. It might not happen you know, as soon as, you know, 
it probably should or we would like, but it's I feel like I feel confident it's definitely mm-hmm. going to happen. Um, and this next um, question is kind of like a free fall, you know. Um, I don't know if you heard, but I just want to, you know, kind of get you guys this input on how do you feel about TI's proposal of the blackout date. And if you're unfamiliar of the blackout day, um, the rapper T.I., who's been very vocal about the issues um, that plagued the black community, um, and he took it to Instagram um, to start this movement and this hashtag of hashtag blackout day 2020. That's supposed to um, be on July 7th. Um, and it's basically, you know, a day where, you know, calling that we need a day of solidarity in America when not one black person in America spends a dollar. You know, and this includes African-Americans, Native Americans, Asian-Americans, Hispanics, all people of color. Um, Cause you know, together we have $3.9 trillion right. in the economic yeah. spending power. So I just wanted to see oh, how I'm you guys in. feel about I, that. Conceptually, I like it because, you know, one thing is, I know th- there's different ways to protest. And at, it, as you can see on social media, one of the hottest topics, uh, are, disagreements about is that even amongst uh, us black folks is like some people feel that uh, the looting and the rioting is unnecessary and it's not honoring the death of um of, of george right, yeah, for right sure. now i'm actually looking for a black owned bank to transfer my mm-hmm. account because economic power green backs mm-hmm. do speak very loudly yes ma'am so um, I'm totally with the, you know yes. what, let us harness our economic power. So right now I'm looking for a black bank, a black owned bank somewhere in this Alabama. And I agree with both of the ladies. I am hundred percent for it. It's a form of protesting that I can definitely um, get behind because we control our dollar. Um, and, and if you hit them where it hurts, they will feel it. Yes. So that, exactly. that is, that is definitely a form of protesting mm-hmm. that I am, I am all for. Exactly. Like, I feel like the, the protest testing that's going on right now, it's cool and all, but like just um, two days ago, they they um, vandalized the CNN sign outside the CNN building. The next day, they painted over mm-hmm. red again. Right. So it's like you can, these people have money. They've been, have, y'all been spending and shopping with them for years. So you can destroy mm-hmm. their building and the next day, they're going to have their maintenance man repair it. So mm-hmm. the best way to make them really feel you and hear you stop stop shopping with them yep. but mm-hmm. the thing is a lot of people feel like you know because that name brand they just got to have that name brand especially with the stimulus checks didn't drop oh my God. some of them are still you know essential employees so they're still collecting paychecks so they still i feel like the the blackout date it would be nice to have but mm-hmm. we have to continue with extend it exactly because one day is not enough this has been going on for over a hundred years i just feel like we have to think like them you know we have to think like real you know ceo owners and so i feel like this will hit them hard Mm -hmm. hard. you have to pray and be mindful that everyone has the same mindset because some people like he was saying like cartier was saying like some people are fretful because they need that design they need that particular label but the thing about it is, is that's all it is. It's just a label. Like you have, you have business owners, you have people just like Miss Tulu. She can make the same product without a label or with her personalized label. Mm-hmm. But it could be even better. The quality of it could be better. But you're so consumed over a label, and you're not realizing that that label is the reason why the price is the way it is. Like 
just the fact that they harness the power of community leaders. If you would have community leaders, you know, uh, pastors, priests, imams, whoever, whoever is a thought leader in a community, begin to train, just retrain people and reprogram the minds of people about labels. This will go much, much further than it is right now. I truly believe this can change, but you need thought leaders to jump on behind it. A couple of years ago, um, I believe it was T.I. again, he, um, or whoever, I, I want to say it was him. And he, um, he was calling for the, the black community to stop wearing Gucci and all of that, which, mm-hmm. which, 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 is, which is fine because half of us cannot afford that anyway. So you're really talking to your circle. You're not mm-hmm. talking about. Right. Yeah. You know, ordinary everyday, you know, black mm-hmm. people are not. Right. It's, it's, Gucci it's not common. That's another that. conversation for somebody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But my point I'm trying to make is you're, you can't just the point I'm trying to get to is he wanted to to stop buying it but I'm pretty sure fast forward a couple of days later a couple of weeks later he probably bought something else or from another brand of the same caliber just like you know with building your business I'm pretty sure you guys have um, encountered some struggles along the way yes. would, you mind, would you mind telling us some of them Okay, so uh, if I could go first. Um, so when I first started, uh, my primary concern was where do I get authentic African print fabrics? Because I only had so much with me. But thankfully, uh, what comes with prayer and networking mm-hmm. with people, I have met one or two dealers who could actually supply me authentic African print fabric. I don't know whether you guys know, but fun fact. Um, African print fabric, the originals, are the same print on both sides. Now, I have mm-hmm. gone to big box fabric stores and I have seen these things that pass for African print fabric. And I just shake my head like, mm, 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 <laughs> you know, but yeah, so that, that was an early problem for me. I was this much tempted, you know, to go buy it at a big box fabric store. But thankfully, um, I now have folks that I deal with who you know, sell me and provide at a good price um, authentic African print fabric. So that, that was a challenge and I'm working through it and I'm glad for that. Something that I struggle with, I don't know what have to be, trying to be superwoman. I'll say that I was trying to do Ooh, everything yes. for my business by myself. Like I, I, even when I was offered the help, no, I got it. You know, my husband was like, where is there anything, you know, that I can look up because I wanted it to be the way I wanted it to be. You know, I refused a lot of things that could have helped me. Um, Now looking back on it. um, So I've learned um, to outsource more things and, you know, to, to, and, and understand that other people are better at certain areas than I am. Um, so I just, now I just kind of roll with it. But in the beginning, you know, I was trying to, um, yeah, do it all. That is, but uh, you know, it's, it's hard. I feel like we all kind of struggle with that. Cause it's it like, you know, your business, your product, that's your baby. It's like, you don't want, you know, and sometimes, you know, working with people and a lot of times, it's, you know, whether it's people you mm-hmm. don't know or, you know, working with family and that's a whole different um, thing in, within itself. And it's like, sometimes oh if you want something right. done, <laughs> right, you got to do it yourself. We all, we all know it. We all know it. Yes. My struggle was me. 
um, just as Jocelyn said, you want to do everything yourself. You feel like, okay, well, I started it, so I need to finish it. Whenever you're providing a service, everyone is not going to say yes initially. Mm-hmm. Um, you you got to be able to accept a lot of no's and use those as your steps to go towards your yes. Because as soon as yes. you get it out there, of course, everybody's going to like, yeah, I want to know more about this. I want to know more about that. How much is it? And then when you tell them how much, nah, no, well, give me this time or that time. You have to learn to take feelings out of it because you be so upset with people and they're like, okay, well, I'll call you back tomorrow. Okay, well, let's set up an appointment. No, I'll call you back. And I remember, like, when I first started, and they were like, yeah, well, I'll call you back next week. I don't have the money right now. Okay, 20 minutes later, I just see you coming out the mall buying two fresh pair of Jordans. But you don't have the money right now. Mm-hmm. So it's like, people, you have to take your feelings out of the things whenever you're coming to a business, especially a, a personally owned business, because you can't get upset mm-hmm. with everyone because they don't, they don't, manifesting what you have because a lot of times me and Sly you know we're working on all these little side projects and you know we're trying to get them to people who are in the industry mm-hmm. for a long time and it's always a I'm gonna get back to you or I'm gonna schedule right. up something and we're just like come on now like and sometimes we be uh, on the phone like this is industry talk like you don't have a lot of uh, like right <laughs> and so at this point we kind of yeah. used to those no's and because we're like it's okay because when we get to where we're going Right. I want you You're to remember win. this. No, right. Exactly. You're gonna... So, you know, now that we've kind of recapped on some of our struggles, um, what is some advice you would give to someone who is newly starting out, who wants to be an entrepreneur, Take a chance. who wants to design yes. things? Take a chance. Don't don't sit Take in fear. You have yeah. to trust your instinct. Life is short. Mm-hmm. It's too short to do stuff that you're not passionate about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or take or take yeah, those chances. Um, okay. Thank you. My thought is beware the paralysis of analysis. What if? What if? What if this and what if that and what if the other? No, what if you do succeed? Right. Beware the paralysis of analysis. Yes. Thank you. And mine would be that when the motivation runs out, the discipline needs to kick in. Right. You you Most you definitely. have to keep going. On even days you don't feel like doing Nathan, nothing at all. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you haven't seen you haven't even a, you haven't seen a sale in a month. You know, mm-hmm. like you still have to keep going. Being that this question is mainly going for Jocelyn. Um being that you um you work kind of with your family you work with your husband how do you um how do you find that work life balance i don't call it work life balance i call it work blending balance like because that, <laughs> it, it runs let, let's be real it, it runs in to each other right like even when we're having dinner there may be a business conversation that we're talking about but then now we got to discuss what the kids have to do for the week you know so it it, it, it it's kind of not a balance if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, I was just gonna propose the next question. Where do you, um, where do you guys see your brand in the next ten years or so? I'm praying to pass mine down to my daughter. She's twelve. My oldest daughter is twelve now. So at that time, she'll be twenty-two, and she'll be doing it on her own. Um, hopefully, by the time she's eighteen, she'll show interest in the services and um, have it on her own. 
and the fact you know as stated before you know right now your vision and, and pressing towards it that's what I want for my children and I want that to be generational which is why I'm excited for Jocelyn's business because the fact that she does have it blended with her family mm-hmm. that's a generational blessing mm-hmm. with them working in it now they will find you know different niches on how to mm-hmm. do it a certain way and not necessarily say make it better but make it better for the next generation yep or more informational for the next information you know generation and it continues to grow it continues to flourish it continues to bless so that's that's awesome that's awesome that she has her family incorporated with her business thank you my daughter she's eight and she she always says mommy i'm gonna take over when i get old enough yeah you are baby <laughs> awesome <laughs> Continue, continue to encourage her and manifest yes, it in that. Tell her, speak it daily. Speak over herself. Yes, speak positivity. Lakista, one of my uh, one of my favorite scriptures is actually write the vision and make it plain. Yes. And uh, yes, you honey. know, so if that's what you want to do, if you want your daughter to take over the business, write it down and make it plain. Let it be known that make that this plain. is on this day, this is what's gonna happen. And uh, Jocelyn, tell your daughter the same thing. This is what you want to do. Keep saying it every day, and it's gonna happen. I also love that you know. You want to leave something for your your children because a lot of times in our culture, the parents leave off the scene and don't leave nothing, and so mm-hmm. it, it leaves right. the the kids to figure out what we're going to do, how we're going to make it. Exactly. You know, they were never they were never taught about insurance. A lot of times, mom and daddy didn't have none. They didn't. Exactly. Mom only had about ten dollars in the bank account mm-hmm. that a Navy Federal mm-hmm. finna take because they was late on something. So it's like, right? You know, the fact that you you want to leave something. It's, it shows them that you're putting your kids in the right direction. You're steering them in the right direction. The next 10 years, uh, my goal is to have my products in every American household. Um, right now, um, sometimes when I get overwhelmed with orders, my husband helps me do the cutting and my son cuts up the elastic. And one day they felt I was going too slowly and my son said, uh, Mom, you need to teach me how to sew. Yeah, so you know, so like we can, we need to move this thing forward. I'm like, okay, yes, child, you will learn how to sew. You know, so in the next ten years, I that's what I intend to do. Well, not to keep you guys too long, but I just want to say first and foremost that it's been a pleasure talking to you, ladies, each and every one of you, and I just hope for the best in your ventures. You know, before we wrap up, you know, I want you guys to get your social medias out there. You know, uh, Lakista, we can start with you. Where can people find you on social media? They can find me on Facebook, um, Grace and Abundance Credit Services. Just write it out just as plain. Um, I'm okay. also on Instagram. It's Grace underscore and underscore Abundance. Um, if you look for my personal page, it's my name, Lakista Davis. Type it in. I think I'm probably like the only one in the world. I don't know what my mom was thinking, but yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. I'm about to start on Twitter. And um, okay. as more information comes about, I will forward to you. Yeah, follow me on Twitter. I stay on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I, hey, I stay on everything. Right. Uh, Jocelyn, what about you? We are on Facebook and Instagram, um, and both of them are at Minor Educated, M-I-N-O-R-E-D-U-C-A-T-E-D. And we also can be found at www.minoreducated.com. Yes, um, I'm probably most active on Facebook, but I am on um, Instagram as well. Um, And I'm on LinkedIn. Twitter, I kind of just go to snoop around. I don't have an active 
Uh, I'm not very, very active on Twitter, but like I said, most active on Facebook and um, and active on Instagram. And as well. what are your um, social media handles? Sure. So, on, uh, of course, um, on Facebook, um, it's just simply it's Corey Jack. It's a picture of me. I think I have a suit and tie on. Uh, it on my profile pic so that you know it's me that's my personal page my business page is jack and associates llc um so definitely follow that um on instagram my personal instagram handle is kojak58 so that's c-o-j-a-c-k-5-8 and then my business instagram is jack and associates so it's J-A-C-K, the letter N, associate. And last but not least, Tulu. Um, yeah, so I'm on Facebook and I'm on Instagram as Motocrafts. That's M-O-A-D-A, Crafts, um, on both Facebook and Instagram. And yes, I will get my act together and get on Twitter. Y'all are missing out on the money. The young the young people are with the money are on Twitter, so... Hop on the Twitter train. Let me go ahead and go to this laptop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tweet, tweet. Say Cartier referred you. Okay. <laughs> so, um, but, um, Mr. Lou, I'll be personally reaching out to you because I have a gown that I want in mind for a shoot. Oh, please. I oh. will be happy, happy. And I've always wanted like a royal African printed gown. Mm. And i um, I have two photographers who have um, ordered thrones, and all I've been wanting is to find an African gown. And you Ooh. just found it. Look at God. Yeah, See how the at the mountain look at him. Look at <laughs> The ports of networking, people. We told you it moves just like this is that. Right. This is this is what we love to see. We love to right. see. It. Anything else the uh, the panelists want to say before we leave? I just enjoyed myself. I know I had some technical issues earlier, but I really enjoyed myself, and I do feel as though I've known each and every one of you all personally. I'm gratefully blessed for the networking opportunity. I wish you all abundance and success financially. Spiritually, I just wish elevation across the board. What she yes. said. Amen. 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 Well, um, until next time, this was the Melted Pot. We'll see you on the next episode. Network, 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 network. determines your net worth. Network.